Being able to still be teachable, anything that we do is to direct people to God. I am a pastor. It's your heart to serve. It's understanding who Jesus is. A smile is really good at hiding. Firing away here with you guys. Whatever your weakest piece, can be something brought this in about it. What is going on, creatives and Genesis Church? Uh, that's kind of what I'm used to saying here in our segment. Uh, super excited to have you guys joining us today on Thursday Talk. I am really uh, excited about this one. Uh, it's a good day. It's a good day, by the way. I'm uh, everything's going well. Getting back into a little bit of a routine, kids, getting everything going. But um, I hope you guys enjoyed last week. We were able to really kickstart uh, what I'm calling "Meet Your Pastors." Uh, this is kind of a uh, season to just get to know them. We came off of, and, and the idea, obviously, with school starting, uh, meet your teachers, all of that. But uh, what I really found out in this um, last Fruit of the Spirit series is that a lot of us were very, us pastors were vulnerable. And we shared a lot of, a lot of, of our heart. Um, and that made me think, like, man, I think we just need to get to know each other a little bit more. I think the church needs to uh, get to know uh, the pastors as well. So I, I wanted to kick that off and, and get it going. So, But guys, if you haven't followed us, we recently transfer, or just shifted over to um, just kind of a bigger audience. Uh, Pastor Tim challenged me to um, bring this to another level. And so we have always kept it at, at a Creative Arts Facebook page. And now we've opened it up. This is... Uh, we're giving it a full podcast swing, so it's um, it's 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 full on. So we're excited about it. You can follow us on Instagram, Thursday Talk Podcast. Uh, we're on Spotify. We're also uh, we're under the Church Genesis Church Facebook page. Uh, we want to keep that because we're bringing the content there. Uh, but we are on iTunes as well, and ho and soon on Google Play. So we're um, we're slowly getting getting where we need to be. I'm super excited about that, but. Uh, I'm your host, uh, Johnny Sierra, and I'm the pastor here at Create, um, Creative at Genesis Church Orlando, the Creative Arts Pastor. And uh, I had the privilege of serving, uh, like I was speaking earlier, around uh, four amazing human beings that uh, have really been able to do uh, impart a lot in my life in just short time frame. Uh, and so I want to get to that. But before we do, guys, I want to... Um, just let you guys know that we are going to have a time of prayer um, at the end, and so submit any qu uh, questions, comments, anything that you uh, that just just triggers uh, something for you. But prayer as well. We want to spend some time praying for you guys. We know that um, you know a lot of people are sick, going through a lot. Uh, us pastors spend some time in prayer on our Tuesday meeting, and so please uh, send those prayer requests um, as we go on through this show. But as I said, we are going into a Meet Your Pastors segment that I'm super excited about. And today we, uh, we have a very special individual. It, this man is uh, phenomenal. I've gotten to know his heart. Um, he is the most beloved pastor of Genesis. Um, I, I'm not going to lie. I was trying to, you know, 
get to that stature, but it is just no way, no way. He's got, he's got just so much, uh, so much in his personality, personality and who he is and what he does. And, um, I'm in love with him. He's a great, great guy. So I want to introduce you guys to, uh, the one and only pastor PJ Charles. What's going on, Pastor? What's up? What's up? What's up, people? How y'all doing? <laughs> Good to be here. Thank you so much. You're so kind. You're so kind. Man, you, uh, you're <laughs> legendary uh, in, in Orlando, in the streets of Orlando, man. And um... yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out in those streets. <laughs> I mean, you're walking the walk, man. Yeah. I mean, and so I want to get to that because yeah. there's there's some questions that I definitely want to to do with you uh, in regards to ministry obviously straight street um, and and just kind of where you're at with all that and how things are looking. But, um, but anyways, we're going into kind of three segments here, um, an introduction section. So um, let's kick it off. This is our introduction section. And basically uh, pastor PJ, we're just going to go just right, right to the point. Let's go. Um, Who is pastor PJ? Oh, you're going to put it like that. (laughs) Who am I? I am a, I'm a husband. I'm a dad. Um, blessed to be both of those things. First, I think that that's probably the most important job jobs that I have. Um, I want that to be like you know known. I'm known for a lot of things, but the thing I probably take pride in the most is just being a good husband and being a good dad. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a pastor at at, at Genesis Church. Um, or many hats through the 11 years that I've been um, here at Genesis. Uh, currently the care and counseling pastor. Um, I'm the founder and director of a homeless ministry called Straight Street. Yes. Uh, that's 12 years old. Um, I'm a lifelong learner. Mm. And so I've been a teacher. I've taught third grade. I've taught middle school. I've taught high school. Um, I'm currently in school working on a master's degree in, wow. in clinical mental health counseling. Wow. Um, obviously I don't sleep a lot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, that one thing people don't know about me is I'm, I'm old. Um, I'm old. I'm, don't, I'm, don't hurt. Don't get ahead don't too get much. Ahead. No, okay. not yet. Not yet. Not right, yet. Right. But that's, that. that's, but that's a nutshell. That's me. That, yeah. That's what you see. Yeah. I, I love to laugh. Um, yeah. I love to love. I love people. Um, I think that's probably the most obvious thing people. I mean, see you wouldn't do me. what you're doing if you. Yeah, don't love I wouldn't people. do what I was doing if I didn't love people. <laughs> but I, I sincerely love um, love people. That's love walking walking life with them. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man, I I've been blessed just to see what God has done in your ministry. It's been a blessing to be a part of Straight Street. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about what that is all about, and how to, how that's all evolved from. We're beginning to now, and so I'm sure there's a lot to share there. So much, so much. Um, but much yeah, <laughs> I told PJ uh, before. Uh, I think it was a couple of days ago, and, and Pastor Tim kind of confirmed this for me. He's like, "I think you're gonna need a countdown clock. Yeah, you need some type of timer in there because uh, <laughs> I get nervous. I don't ever want to like get into too much because yeah. they're all long do stories. You, do you talk? Do you find, when you get nervous? Do you find yourself talking more? Is that something that mm-hmm. that you do? No, okay. No. I just talk a lot in general. Some people do. Yeah. I just, I I love being, you know, conversational and I love, you know, going back and forth with folks. Yeah. So I'll chat at any time. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. A question I had for you here under our introduction time was uh, just kind of when did you sense the call 
of it. Well, first off, before we go into that, uh, your your wife and kids. Right. Talk to us about that. Um, okay. Their ages, their names. Right. Um, My wife, Angela. Awesome. Um, what? She probably don't want me to tell her. No, 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 I wouldn't do that. But she's, she's <laughs> forever young. She's forever young. There you go. There you go. Uh, my oldest, Jacob, is 15. Uh, Jackson is 11. And Judah is 7. And he's going to be 8 next month. Man, so, that's awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. It's creeping up on him. Yeah, he's going to be 8. Yeah, yeah, so life so, is busy in the Charles household. Oh, man. It's soccer. It's golf. It's, it's nonstop action. I'm nonstop moving. Nonstop noise. I'm getting um, a little taste of that right now. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's insane. This uh-huh. week has been... The busiest week I think I've had in a very, very long time. Yeah. When you combine ministry, when you combine um, practices, yeah. um, recitals, oh, it changes. It doesn't like you get you get grounded, and it takes a few weeks to get like in a in a good groove, and then the holidays come, <laughs> and then the next semester comes, and then everything changes again. So oh. it's. Man. It's just trying to survive it, you know, yeah. the best way possible. This, this is this is for sure a new season uh, for us. Here, yeah, you know, and we're um, we're just learning through it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and so we're we're you know I'm taking notes from you. Stressful and, but, <laughs> fun, but fun. <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. And so speaking, you know, and getting into a little bit of, of ministry um, for you, like when did you sense the call of ministry for yourself? Um, when did that kind of all begin for you? So weird, man. Um, I was thinking about it this morning, and I remember when I when when I first met Ange. Um, we had a group of friends that uh that went to church, so we we didn't go to church at that time, you know. And then met a group of friends, and they were going to church. It was a small family church, and I remember one time we were sitting there, and one of the people in the church just asked me, "Hey, you know, we have some." we have some young kids in the church and they're back there and we don't have a youth pastor, a youth leader. And this is like, this is before Angie and I were married. So this is like 2001, 2002. And here I am with this just handful of, you know, middle school students. And uh, I didn't know what I was doing. Um, And when I think about it, I didn't even think it was ministry. Um, But it was at that church at that time that God started pulling me back. Mm. You know, um, I don't know that I was ever 100% with them. I grew up in Catholic school. Um, but, you know, my mom always said God's word doesn't return void. So it was in there somewhere. Yeah. And and when I met Angela and knew that I wanted her to be my wife, I knew I, the only way it was going to be successful is if, if God was in it. And so he just kind of started tugging at my heart, and I just started listening. So it was as, as far back as 2001. Uh, 2001, 2002, when I really started to feel like, you know, having a natural heart of service, serving in the church just kind of seemed like a, like a natural progression. And it wasn't even like it was something that I was thinking through. It was just going with the flow Wow! and God was laying this path out, but it happened as far back as then. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. Uh, I want to talk to you about some leadership stuff because I, uh, I've heard you preach now for a few probably about five six times now uh-huh. and uh you just bring a lot of wisdom yeah. with uh with everything that you bring so i want to get into our leadership segment here and right off the bat i i want to talk to you a little bit about one of the things that you're leading which is straight street okay um 
just kind of a quick glance there. Like, how did that all begin? How did that all start for you? Um, how did that affect your entire ministry as a whole? That's a big question. Yeah, it's big, and maybe we should have a clock. Yeah, because um, <laughs> the st- the story is so it's it's so deep, and there's yeah. so many layers to it. But it was really just God's appointment. Mm-hmm. Um, in the in the simplest terms, he he knew what he was doing, and so in uh, of course he did. But uh, in January 2009, I lost a job, and uh, I was really really nervous because I thought this job was gonna was gonna really carry me through the rest of my time at UCF working on my elementary ed degree. Um, and uh, I didn't have this job, so I kind of just doubled down in serving in the church I was at at the time, children's ministry, um, started a Bible study group for the young college kids that were serving at the church at the time because they were all over the place, AV. They were serving in different areas, all the different areas of children's ministry, but they weren't a group. They weren't a collective. And so I told Ange that we needed to have this Bible study for these kids. And she was like, how are we going to feed these college kids? You know they're going to come hungry. Um, but God provided. But at any rate, at the end of the Bible study, we were called to do a project called the Love Out. It was Rick Warren's 40 Days of Love, and we were called to Love Out Loud. And one of the students suggested we go downtown and feed the homeless with this group called Rock for Hunger. So we did that, and I just kind of fell in love with it. And didn't realize um, at the time he was planting a seed in my heart. And so we, we did the one event, and then myself and a couple other students kept going back. And this was on like a Monday night. I didn't have a job. I had time, you know. And uh, that summer I went to Bolivia on a mission trip. I think I spoke about that most recently when we closed out the Fruit of the Spirit series. And just what happened to me over there, um, the way God used me, the way God revealed himself to me, um, it was just, it was just wide open. It was just bare. Um, I don't think I've ever since prayed as hard as I've prayed, sought him as, as, as much as I, I felt that I needed just understanding. It was kind of like that Saul getting knocked off his horse moment when we had this trip in Bolivia. And so I came back and it was just this, just revelation. This is what you need to do. This is how you need to do it. And, uh, I didn't have a job. I didn't have money. I was going into a full term senior internship at a school 40 days a week five days a week at a school Mm. for free um and uh but god said go man and and the coolest thing about it was that he covered all the bases Mm. and and i did it even though people tried to talk me out of it um and so it was just this natural thing but i never saw myself as a leader of it i just kind of felt like i was just facilitating god's plan so it was really weird, and I think um, servant leadership is the, is the term that comes up because one of my volunteers said that to me probably about three years in. Um, she called me a servant leader, mm. and I realized, well, you know, leading by example is probably one of the best ways that I've learned to lead um, because I don't establish a hierarchy. I just kind of get in the muck with everybody and, and it's kind of like let's rally together braveheart moment you know let's do this together every time everything we do everywhere we go it's it's together um you know follow me i I always say you know if you follow me just know i'm following him Mm. you know and so that's kind of been my leadership model wow yeah that's powerful man and why i mean there's so many areas of serving right what attracted you i mean you said you began to serve the homeless and that right. triggered things. Uh, 
but why specifically like it's, it was so weird because coming from new york you know homeless are everywhere it wasn't mm. it wasn't really a thing i didn't really think about it you know yeah. um but i think what god was planting in my heart before i went to bolivia and i think what what made me fall in love with it is that for the first time you know i realized we needed to remove that term homeless mm. and just leave it as people mm. you know and there are just brothers and sisters out there that are suffering Wow. And um and and I started to meet meet these folks and like one was like a former professor at a at a university. I mean the guy was so smart, economics professor, you know? And uh meeting all these different people and then in them I saw myself and realized that I was just a few choices away from being out there, you know, when I think about my twenties and the crazy life that I've lived and I always had family to fall back on, no, no doubt. However, um, so many of us, we're, we're just a few choices or a few paychecks, to be honest, away from being out on the street. And then when you end up out there, automatically you get slapped with, with an identity, mm. you know, whether you want it or not, or whether that's how you define yourself or not, or, you know, it, and, and so removing that, that stigma opens up and just reveals brokenness mm. you know and aren't we all broken yes you know and don't we all need counsel and love and relationship and all of those type of things mm. you know and uh. those are the things that we need the most as human beings and i think that's one of the first things that folks get deprived of when they get out on the street mm. and so it just kind of felt like this is easy to give yeah you know I, i've got the time to do that yeah I, I can do this. This is easy. Um, <laughs> I didn't realize what it was going to become, but it, it ended up wow. just growing just on that momentum. And now you're yeah. Monday through Friday? Monday through Friday, but also Sundays. Sundays with the food That's truck. Right. Yeah. And then Monday through Friday, we do sit-down dinners at the Christian Service Center. Wow. It, yeah, and that was all because of the pandemic. That's crazy. Yeah, we, we, we grew in leaps and bounds through the pandemic. And again, that's just God's providence. Um, his his provision, yeah, you know his strength, um, because we didn't know how we were going to do that, but we knew that there were people out there that needed us, and when all the shelters closed down yeah. and all of the other you know means of of meals and you know nutrition and even just water were gone, we didn't feel like we had a choice, um, and so we stepped up, yeah, and then. I, I guess God, I would say God blessed it, but in a way I think he just honored our conviction because it was so aligned with his will, mm. you know, to, to just care for his sheep. Did it know? grow like during the pandemic? Because obviously with the hardship that a lot of people were facing, did you see a lot? Did you see like more? Um, yes and no. Um, we fed the same numbers, but then we were also, we became a homeless ministry through the pandemic. We became a homeless, homeless ministry is what I should say, is because we didn't have a place to go. Wow. Um, we got kicked off of the property where we were serving. And so we were working straight out of our truck. So we were feeding the same numbers, right? Um, but then we got, we got moved to different areas. So through the summer of 2020, um, we were feeding a different area, in, you know, a different neighborhood. So we were actually feeding more people in housing but just very low income we were feeding a lot of families a lot of hungry kids um 
you know, single parent homes, yeah. few homeless. Um, but through the summer, that's where we were, and then we moved to where we are now, off of Central Boulevard, and um, which is a great spot. It's a great spot, and it's growing. Actually, this week we we started breaking our records for numbers, and we've been hitting 120, 130 wow. a night now. And we were doing 80 to 100. You know, we got there in November of 2020. Yeah, and we were kind of steady at 80. You know, 80 to 90. Yeah, and now it's like, yeah, there's people everywhere. Is it um. Do you have kind of a, a dream or what you want to see it become? Is there something where you're really like? Street, I mean, God planted like this whole plan in my heart. Like, so from 2009 to 2011, I had no idea what I was doing. It's really funny. 2012, when we went to Brazil for the first time with Grandis's Church, that's when Tim kind of said to me that he said a couple things to me. Um, the first was he, he, he wanted me to be on staff as a pastor at the church, and I laughed. I was like, no way. You know? And then at the time, I was still calling myself. Like if you looked at my emails or the business cards, it, it's so, so silly. I, it was, it, I said key facilitator. I, I never said founder, never said director. I just said facilitator. He was like, why do you do that? And I was like, because well, God's the director. This is like his ministry. I'm thinking I'm being all like humble and stuff like that, you know? <laughs> And he's like, if you don't ever claim the role that God has prepared for you, then you'll never be able to do what it is he expects you to do mm. in that role. You have to assume that role. And, uh, and, and he was right. Shocker, right? And so, um, so yeah, so I claimed that role as founder and director and then eventually, you know, became a pastor on staff wow. the following year at Genesis. Um, but yeah, I wanna I wanna have a celebrate recovery through Straight Street, which is something that we're actually now starting to lay some roots down, um, starting to promote. I have to actually let Genesis Church know about it in case there's anybody interested in that. I'll let y'all know. Stay tuned for that. Yeah. Um, I'd like to create small businesses um, to employ guys that I feel have gone through the celebrate recovery program and that That's are ready. Amazing. Yeah. And then part of what I want to do with the counseling degree is to be able to turn back. And start to offer, um, you know, counseling services to some of our homeless friends that are really like serious about, you know, being tired of being tired out there, yeah. and, and and are ready to deal with their past hurts and are yeah. ready to make a move, you know, emotionally first, spiritually next, um, and then physically through getting themselves off the street and getting themselves, you know, reacclimated into society. So, um, I kind of feel like we're in a good place right now where those things can start to come to fruition. Yeah. There's definitely, you know, a lot of opportunity for growth uh, with you guys yeah. and where you're at. You know? Yes, that's, and the location has been key. Yeah, the location big is time. Definitely key. Big time. grateful to Christian Service Center for asking us to, 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 to move to their location. And, wow. and the way they've loved on us since we've been there has been amazing. That's amazing. Man. Cool. That's so good. Yeah. Uh, you know, with all of these things that you have on your plate, you know, obviously you, you ha- you've got to be grounded on certain principles and values in your life and so my question to you is uh what are your like top three leadership values that you're always holding on to that always keep you doing what you're doing like they don't they don't just don't change for you it doesn't have to be three it could be yeah. one uh, two oh it's a good question 15 um, <laughs> I, yeah <laughs> i wish i could say i had that many i'm i'm a hot mess on a cold day most days um so I mean, honestly, I the first and foremost thing is is 
don't get ahead of God. You know, I had, God gave me a vision in a dream once. Um, and again, I don't want to eat up too much time. But basically, the dream just showed me, you know, don't don't step ahead of God's plan. You know, and, and people think that's so weird, especially with straight street. And they're like, why don't you apply for grants? Why don't you have all this money coming in? Why don't you, you know, buy a building? And, and I'm kind of just like, I with, with straight street, I feel like, you know, it, it's his baby. You know, okay, I'll claim the role of director. I'll claim the role of founder. But if I don't trust in him through this ministry, because it's not cookie cutter. This is not a cookie cutter ministry. I mean, there are... Um, the burdens are overwhelming, you know, the hurts are so real and, um, and it requires, you know, individual attention and individual care, individual love. So we're not looking at numbers we're looking at, you know, how do we save a life? Mm. And, um, and a lot of that means I have to remove myself from it because, you know, I'll, I'll want to, you know, I'm a thinker, I'm, you know, I'm a visionary. I'm crazy. I don't sit still. And so I would be, you know, very, very happy with throwing out three, four, five programs at a time and just trying to see what happens and, you know, and tossing money its way and things like that. But I kind of like listen to God and just, you know, really try to hear him mm. and, and remove myself from it, mm. you know? And so when I do that, I get a lot more patient, you know, and, and the patience means that when I do step forward, I'm stepping into onto sure ground because he's illuminated that path mm. and then we'll move in that direction. So that's the first thing. Um, the second for me is communication. Um, I'm big on it. You see me, I'm like, yeah, it's a text back. Like I'll do it immediately. You know, um, emails, phone calls. Um, you know, if you hit me up, I'm gonna hit you back, you know? And yeah. then if I need to keep that communication line going, I, I think communication is a huge, huge, huge thing. And then, the last one is time management, man. Mm. Um, you know, everybody laughs at me about my phone, and Tim especially makes fun of me all the time about about not having an iPhone. <laughs> Whatever. Um, <laughs> but staying staying connected and and having you know a schedule is massive for me. I have a color coded calendar. I've got all my email addresses color coded, and I say all because I have five. You know. Um, very, very schedule oriented. I mean, Angela and my wife and I, we, we, we schedule even our own life things. We put it on calendars and invite each other to it. So, you know, <laughs> and that's a that's huge marriage awesome. life lesson for you right there. Yes. I'll tell you that. that I need to, that need eliminates to that. fights like, wow. Cause yeah, I need to add that. Into but my... I need it and I have to check my schedule constantly yeah. to make sure I'm not double booking or put myself in a position where I'm going to get jammed up. Yeah. 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 You know? And so those, those are probably the three. Yeah. Um, who has, uh, just influenced your ministry, um, everything that you're doing, you know, has there been, um, I know I asked pastor, uh, Tim last week, uh, outside of your mother and father. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, yeah, I mean, outside of mom and dad, I mean, who has been kind of your big influence in what you've just with everything you've done? You know, it's so, it's so crazy. It, this person, unfortunately, well, there's two women. There's two women in my life, to be honest, right? So both have passed. So the first one is my great aunt, um, my mother's side of family. We used to call her Auntie Dolly. And she was a seven-day Adventist. And growing up, we hated going to her house when we were kids. We felt like it was like punishment, you know? 
and she had like one of those three D Jesus pictures on the wall, and you know, kept like, following you. Jesus is watching <laughs> you. Jesus is watching. <laughs> but That's cool. she was so devout, mm. and she was so sacrificial, you know, and she loved Jesus. I mean, it was all over her, you know, and. And she was just an incredible woman of God. And it's so crazy that once I hit like maturity and I, and I always had love for this woman, you know, um, but I understood what faith meant, you know, in hindsight, mm. you know, when I look at her life now and when I remember, you know, conversations that we had and how she would take us to church and all those type of things growing up, she was just intense, you mm. know, um, and that my auntie Dolly, she's the first one. And then the second one and this is, is so hilarious is Angela's grandmother who passed, um, grandma Helen, you know, she was my best friend. That woman, she was my biggest cheerleader advocate. Um, we got baptized together, Angela, wow. myself and her, um, on the beach. Um, that's amazing. 2007. Um, all through my internship years, I like I spoke to her every single day, like every morning. And so as I was coming back to God, she was my usher, I would mm. say. So she had always had like half a dozen daily bread devotional books in her purse. Nice. She would go to restaurants, gas Let's stations, go. she would give them out. Yeah. She would mail them to us. Wow. You know, she would summer down here, but she's from northern Michigan. She would mail them to us. Um, we would talk about them constantly. She actually, cause we would argue, we would argue like old Jewish men over scripture verses and, and culture versus counterculture. Like we look at the news and what does God say about this? And we'd sit and we'd go at it, you mm -hmm. know, um, in so much love though. And so she was foundational in, wow. in my coming back to Jesus. That's she awesome. was definitely ushered me in. So. That's awesome, man. With everything, you know, you're obviously got a lot in your plate. And so, um, Real quick, man, talk to us about just kind of how you manage everything, you know? Like, I mean, you you said the calendar and yeah. keeping everything, um, but how do you manage um, everything when it comes to, to God, family, uh, ministry, like all of those things? Like, how do you keep that healthy? Um, so if you asked him, he would say, I don't do it in a healthy manner, right? Because like, he's like, I'm so worried about you all the time. And I'm like, dude, I'm good, I'm good. I'm good. But I really wasn't that good at. I mean, I I made things happen. Um, I would I would sacrifice is is the bad way. I would I would say you you want to be sacrificial, but I sacrificed health, I sacrificed sleep. Um, always honored my family first. That's that's the biggest thing that was the hardest struggle, but it stayed in the front of my mind. You know, I have to honor my family. So honoring them in their time first is um, the most important. And then creating time. So um, self-care I've never been good at, you know, until probably like right before the pandemic. Um, and so, you know, I started running. Um, that's been really, really cool for me because I, it, gets me up early and um i'm used to getting up early but not setting my day you know and mm -hmm. so i changed it so now it's get up early it's spend time with god it's go out and run you know and just set my brain for the day then i come in 
then it's getting the family up, getting them off to school. And then I just set a priority list. You know, what has to happen today? Mm. You know, what what's tomorrow going to be? You know, and I honestly, I, I lay out my week. I don't, sometimes I write it down, but for the most part, I just keep it scheduled. This is what my week's going to look like. And then I have to stick to it. You know, so being an empath, of course, I want to be there for everybody and I have to be, you know, but I had to learn to say no. Mm. And those are some of those important things where you really have to set boundaries on yourself, um, you know, because being selfless can get reckless, mm. you know, and um, and then there's danger in it. Then you're no good to anyone. And I just decided I, I, I don't want to give 60% of myself to all the areas of my life. And so in order to give 100, then I have to do it appropriately. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. That's awesome. So there's a lot of different strategies involved yeah. in that, yeah. you know. Yeah. But for the most that's part, good, that's kind of the way it works. That's good. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's a lot a big thing that a lot of us are, are always trying. You know, I know us pastors are always trying to be better stewards of our time. Yeah. Make sure that we're, you know, because a lot of us in our own areas, we're, we, can, we can get locked in. Yeah. Um, there's a lot to do. Uh, for those that think that pastors are just like chilling, chilling out. <laughs> oh man, man, let me tell you. Um, so I, I can't even chill out. Like even when I try, <laughs> I either feel guilty about it, or <laughs> or somebody will pop it. Like like for the last like three days, I've got this homeless girl out there, and uh, she's just been a burden. So even when I'm like trying to like chill and just take a mental break, yeah, she's She's circling in my brain. And mm -hmm. I saw her last night and I was like, you and I have to have a conversation. And she got scared when I said that. So she like completely bolted. But um, <laughs> maybe say that every time. Yeah, <laughs> but, she, but she knows. But in, in place of that, I got to have a conversation with a young man who I've also been burdened for. And so so it's hard to find that peace yeah. and to find that rest, you know. But yeah. um, again, it's also God's timing at the end of the day. He, he creates those spaces, you know. Yeah. So. Is there... Um, Speaking of just kind of, you know, that, that, that individual coming to you, having a conversation yesterday, is there a moment that is uh, just always sticks out to you? There's, uh, and I call them the, the, the people call it uh, athletes, like the, uh, the GOAT, greatest okay. of all time. Is there a greatest moment of all time for you that you, you just always think about? I don't know. There's just years can pass and you just, it's, it just stays there gonna sound so weird but i i don't you know because so angela's grandmother used to say she said she said this just when i was getting started she was like you need to write a book you know and mm -hmm. i go nobody wants to hear about my life graham you know like <laughs> you know but i i think the there was a song when i first got got to my last church right uh by Hillsong, and it's the words "reckless abandon." Where I can't remember the song, but "reckless abandon." And oh, I stand with arms wide open. Oh, that sounds about, good. Yeah, yeah sounds good. and that term "reckless abandon" is what stuck, you know. And so when I became that kind of reckless, honestly, the stories just spill over each other. Um, they just overlap. They like you know, I could tell you that the story I shared at the Fruit of the Spirit, you know, when I closed out on love, that like that's probably a huge story. But 
there there just continues to be so many. Um, more recently, probably the greatest of all time moment for me in let's say like the last like five years, if I were to do a top five, and I'll say this is the, the one, was when honestly you had a, a lot to do with it when you asked for Jacob and Jackson to um, to play at the anniversary Sunday last year. Wow, wow. right. It's so funny because there was one person standing behind me who knows me pretty well and was looking at my face the whole time. And wow. it was so massive for me because that that day, watching my two boys on that stage, playing worship music, mm-hmm. loving it, you know, um, it was the culmination, honestly, of all of my years of life in ministry. Like, ministry life chose me. I didn't choose it. Um, but I think in, in God honoring the, you know, those silent cries of your heart, like more than anything, I just want to raise godly men, you know, and, uh, and I want to break old cycles from, 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 from my past and I want to create new healthy ones, you know, and, uh, that's, that's the, probably the strongest burden on my heart, like ever. And so sitting there and watching them, it, that, that was that was it. that was it you wow. know that wow. was like and that that was a powerful service it man. was oh man definitely a top five moment. i still see i still see the pictures that i i don't remember who took them but the pictures of jackson sitting behind the drum set mm. head down just banging away and then jacob just who you know i told you i was like he's gonna have his head down he's gonna be in the back he's gonna be so nervous and he was just no. thriving up Confident. there i was like what on earth yeah and you know i love when people know look at my marriage and look at my kids and 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 they give us you know compliments on on you know how we are and and our kids are and i'm like you know that's great and it but it's there's no pride in it Mm -hmm. you know there's no ego involved when when i take that in it's it's really just again it's just the fruit of our labor you know and the fruit of our faithfulness you know and and so that probably right now i say it just and i have to thank my ministry life for that because that servant leadership, that leading by example, I think, and, and Angela would disagree. She's like, no, you know, you pour into these kids, you have conversations with them, but I really feel like what they see, how they see me live has a lot to do with how they're living. It's huge. You know, and so. It's huge. Uh, I think uh, Aria said it, uh, my daughter, uh, teacher had them put a bunch of questions together. And, uh, one of the things, uh, I believe it said, what, what do you love about your family the most? And she answered and said, I love that we're a church family. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and right away, I, I mean, I was just, it was, it was, it caught me off guard, yeah. you know, cause you know, you just, we talked to uh, pastor Tim and I last week about just, there is no better place. I'd rather see my children right. than, than by my side serving. Yeah. Or at the church, blossoming in it, you, you know, know, your your kids, you know, there mm-hmm. in Straight Street. Like, there's just no better place. I mean, that I think yeah. that you can really, uh, for them to see right. God's hand move, you know, yes. in your in your life and your family. And so, to, for us to hear that, we we're like, we're like, honey, what did you, what what did, what did you mean by that, you know? And then she was just like, yeah, I just I, I love that we go to church together. And yeah. so, like in her her mind, I was just like, man, that's, that's amazing. You know, and not, and I always remind them that it's not church. Like right. 
we're the church. Yes. It's not the building, mm-hmm. right? We're, we're going there to gather together, but it's right. what we do together as a family, as we pray, as we, as we uh, come together and worship, as we read the Bible, as we do those things. That is our belief. That's our faith. That's what we're walking. So right. just constantly reminding them that, you yeah. know, because then they can, they can um, how do you say, they, they can always look at faith and attach it to a, a church building. And, and I think a lot of us, particularly my generation, grew up a lot thinking that church was always an attendance-based yeah. faith mm-hmm. uh, in, in a church building. And so breaking that those questions right away right. and letting them know, like, the, yeah, it's a place we go to right. to edify ourselves, but it's not. We are the church. Exactly. So, um, yeah, I, I want to get into a fun segment now with you. <laughs> he sure. gives me that look. Let's go. Uh, so let's do this. Uh, we want to get into a fun segment here. I love this because I just want to know the back, uh, the back stories on some stuff. Oh but, God! But, <laughs> Yikes! But, we'll stop coming. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's a hobby of yours, Pastor PJ, that you enjoy to do outside of ministry? What's something that you just always find yourself gravitating to? Maybe to decompress. Yeah. Or uh, just. Um, Whatever it's, it's running, man. I, nice. I never, I'm not athletic nice. at all, at all. And, uh, but running is so meditative. It's so liberating. Mm. And, you know, so, that's awesome. And I get to incorporate my love of music into that because nice. I just crank it up and just go, you know, I'm afraid when you're preaching uh-huh. and, and you got music and you're running because then you're going to hit me with a song for that week. <laughs> You never know what's going to come. <laughs> Man, uh, no, if you guys didn't hear Pastor PJ's uh, <laughs> last message, um, closed out on love with um, Fruit of the Spirit, yeah. uh, he uh, he asked me that same Tuesday before he was preaching. Yeah. yeah. What, what, was, um, how, what was the name of the song? So, oh, um, search oh my Lord, heart. Search My Heart. Yes, yeah. yes. Hey, I yes. could have asked you to play, to sing Amy Winehouse, <laughs> Love is a Losing Game. I mentioned that one too. <laughs> But I didn't do that one. But I yeah. thought I thought our team did amazing uh, in bringing that, and they. So were, I was surprised they had a lot of fun. Yeah, doing that. That's such a good song. And so, um, yeah, you know, bring it on, yeah. I guess. But I'm, I'm very careful with yeah, that. So sure. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying not to do that too often. Um, uh, before ministry, like, what are some jobs that you had? Uh, what 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 was? Um, oh, that's where okay. were you at? So yeah. my very last job. Well, no. Okay, I worked for AT and T. I was one nice. of their um, call reps for their small business complaint department. It was a horrible job. Um, I was in the aquarium industry for like nine, ten years. I did it here in Orlando after I left AT and T. You know, um, before I got into ministry, honestly, um, before I got into teaching, right in that gap. I was running aquarium stores here, opening aquarium stores here in Orlando. Easy. You told I me did about it in that. New York forever. I actually still have all of these like warts on my hands. I'm trying to get treated now from just being in, in fresh Always, and salt water yeah. for so long. Wow. Um, I was a bartender. That didn't go well. I was a bartender <laughs> for a couple of years. Let's strike that. that yeah. Um, that doesn't count. Yeah, that doesn't count. <laughs> uh, I did odd jobs. I mean, yeah. I, I did. Um, when I moved to Florida, I was it's to do custom woodworking like this table. My dad is a oh, custom wow. woodworker, and, That's and awesome. he had his own business down here. That's actually what brought me down to Florida from New York. Look at that! So That's I can crazy. do I can do anything wood wise, 
You know, there's a lot of wood workers at our church. Yeah. Uh, I know Nick Hand is great with uh, wood yep. as well. Got Auk, a lot of pieces. Auk um, Vanderlee yes. is amazing. He did a few pieces here at the Jose, ministry center. Jose Cabral. Yes, he did the um, the table cutter. Um, what do you call those? Uh, the, yeah, the cutting board. Christmas cutting board. Yeah. yeah, cutting board. We have it at home. He my a barn door at my it. house. Yeah. Crazy, yeah. man. That's, it's funny how uh, <laughs> we're literally uh, we're literally following the feet of Jesus yes. in what we're doing. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. And then uh, our last question today, uh, just what is one random thing about you, Pastor, that many people may not know and, uh, yeah, I might catch them by surprise? So it was what I was going to say earlier, right? So um, nobody believes me when I say it, too. Um, Alexis, just on Tuesday, she was like, you are lying. Mm. Um, I, am, I am 49 years old. I am the oldest pastor on this staff. I'm going to be 50 in January. Okay, you saying that you're the oldest pastor in this team. Uh-huh. Makes me like, wow. It's crazy, right? Yeah, that is. Oh, my god. I think I got Tim by like six years. Wow. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm a late bloomer, so all my kids are younger. <laughs> <laughs> it took forever to get married. You knucklehead. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I was too busy being out there, man. Um, looking for the right one. Not really. Kind of sort of looking with one eye closed. Um, but, yeah, uh, that's probably the biggest one. Is that's that amazing. Nobody believes me, but, yeah, I've noticed it. You age well. Yeah, thank you. you. I age well. We're really quick, man. I've always, I love this about you. Um, just you are who you are. I love the dreads. Mm -hmm. When did you start growing them? <laughs> when I was, geez, 27 years ago. 27 years uh -huh. ago. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So I've cut it a few times. Okay. But uh, yeah, I was 22 years old when I started growing. That's up. awesome. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that was what I love that man. 19. I don't even know. Four. <laughs> I think it was. Any influence for it? Like, is you? Yeah. Right? Well, you know, my parents are from Trinidad. Okay. Um, Caribbean. Yeah. Um, my cousins Dane and Ray were dreads. You know, they had dreads. Um, Dane was a drummer. Ray played the bongos. They were musicians. Um, in New York, we used to always go uh, to these African street festivals and these fairs. And, um, you know, the Rastafarian culture is huge, so predominant throughout the Caribbean. That's true. Um, and it's just the, the natural, you know, earthly element of it I kind of loved. Um, and I just knew, I always knew that that's how, that's, you know. That's awesome. I wanted to cut it a couple times, but then Angela's yeah. like, no, you don't. <laughs> Yeah, she's like, don't even think about it. Yeah. I don't know how you would look. That would be a little weird. That's why she's like, don't even try it. She's like, no. That's the signature look, man. That's it. it I, is. Can't, I can't let it, it go. Is, man. Can't let it go. Um, well, I uh, you know, appreciate you, Pastor, really joining no us doubt. and being a part of this. Been awesome. I want to spend some time in prayer. I know two things right now. Yeah. Um, I want to pray with you on uh, just the Haiti situation. Yeah. Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. Uh, we put a post out yesterday uh, yeah. about that, uh, that we've been praying about that. And so I want to bring that up in prayer. Um, uh, and then just the church. Yeah. Let's, let's keep the church in prayer uh, in this series, Stand Strong, mm -hmm. that it can continue to, to really hit hearts and homes For sure. in a power, powerful way. So yeah. uh, if you, can you lead you us in that? It? Yeah. Sure. Um, God, um, it's important that we come before you first and foremost with a spirit of gratitude, Lord. And so we thank you that uh, if we want to be just simple about it, that we woke up this morning. Um, if we move on, we want to pray uh, for everyone that they're, that they're aligned with you today, um, that 
they're cognizant of your presence in their lives, Lord, um, that they are moving forward under that banner, that you are indeed our strength, um, our provision, our, our life breath. God, may we uh, just continue to cling to that. May we, may we not let um, the forces of evil or just the complacency of this world um, distract us from your love, um, from that purpose to glorify you in our words and our actions, first and foremost. Lord, we thank you just for the opportunity uh, to sit at your feet, Lord, but also for the opportunity that we have to share uh, the joy that we have with knowing you with others. May that continue to be our driving force, Lord. Um, in the midst of all of that, though, we find so much adversity, Lord. We find uh, adversity on these streets, adversity in politics, adversity racially, adversity in so many different areas of our life that it, that it's, it seems so difficult to, um, to push it away and to not let it uh, be burdensome. But, Lord, sometimes burden is, is a good thing. And, and, and as I think of how our hearts are breaking for, uh, for Haiti right now, um, just a country that just continues to be just rattled and, and just natural disaster after natural disaster, Lord. Um, we know that we have folks in Haiti in our church. We know that they have um, extended family that they are just hurting for and praying for. Um, and so we pray for the entire country, Lord. Um, sometimes we don't even know what to pray or how to pray but we pray for, for peace in their hearts. We pray for regrowth. We pray for rebuilding. We pray for um, a call towards you, Lord. It, it, it might be a revival. It might be a movement um, that folks there in the midst of their struggle and adversity and their pain and their hurt, that they know that they have a loving Father who loves them and who's there with them, Lord. For Afghanistan, you know, what we what we read and what we see is just, it's, it's so it's so graphic and it's it's so difficult and it's so hard um it's easier to honestly just read through it and just move on with the rest of the news lord but may we may we take time in our day um, for our hearts to break for what breaks yours and, and we we know that your heart's breaking for what's happening over there um, for the women that find themselves in desperate and scary situations ever for, for the lives that are being lost on a daily basis as there's just rebellion and just battles in the streets, Lord, and just so much just trauma and heartache and heartbreak and just pain. Um, again, Lord, we can only pay for internal peace where there's external war. Um, and this is, as sad as it sounds, it's an opportunity for those who don't know you to draw closer to you. Um, that they might reach out and that they might find you, Lord. Again, we don't even know the grasps and the depths of our prayer, Lord, but we know that we can come to you with groanings that don't have words attached to them, Lord, and that you would hear our hearts, you would hear our cries, and you would envelop those that need you most, Lord. Lord, through this series, as with every series, um, we pray for, for our church. We pray for the men and the women in our church. We pray for those who have come, those who have gone, those who are watching online, those who are sitting in, in our seats on Sunday, Lord. We pray that as we open up your word uh, and do our best to, to help um, men, women, and children rethink life uh, through every series, that's what we're trying to do, through every service, that's what we're trying to do. 
to help others as we ourselves are growing and learning. But this isn't beyond our scope. This is for all of us on a level playing field. Um, that through this series, we might understand what standing strong means, Lord, especially when this world presents us with nothing but shifting sands. The foundation that is true, uh, that is sound, that is eternal, is you. And so may we stand on that, on that foundation, Lord. May we stand on your promises, Lord. And may we move forward boldly uh, in your word and through the power of the Holy Spirit, Lord. We thank you so much for your son. And it's in his precious name we pray. Amen. 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 Man, uh, thank you so much, Pastor DJ. Really appreciative of this time. It's been a blessing. I know you're busy. And so I just thank you for really taking out time to be with us today. And Put it in my calendar. We hope that. <laughs> That's right, man. That's right. Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, we just Good keep that. praying God continues to do tremendous things over at Straight Street. Um, in your ministry, uh, with your education, wrapping up things soon, yeah. getting into uh, counseling. Um, I mean, it's up your alley. It's what you've been doing. Man. It's what so I've been doing. Yeah. God, God already has been laying the foundation with you. Big time. Um, praying for your kids. Yes. Your wife, Angela. She's amazing. Yeah, man. Superhero. My wife loves, loves her tremendously. Yeah. So uh, just super thankful for your family, man. Um, and guys, uh, thank you for just being with us today. Uh, again, you can find us over at uh, Thursday Talk Podcast on Instagram. You can follow us on Spotify as well. It's Thursday Talk Podcast. And then we'll be on, we're also on iTunes as Thursday Talk Podcast as well. You can listen to those um, if you want to stream just audio. But for video, we'll have it on YouTube as well on the church's page. Uh, and we'll have live streams going on on Facebook on the Genesis Church page. So you're welcome to check all those avenues out. And, um, and join us and continue the conversation so appreciate you guys and uh if there's any prayer requests or anything comment below we'll continue to keep praying for you guys and uh until next week until thursday talk no doubt join the talk yeah, Sunday, God see will. you guys